You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, Outreach Coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission and the podcast host. This is episode 49 of Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. 49 episodes. You know, it was actually a little bit over a year ago that we started this podcast, and we're excited to have you guys with us. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about walleye. Now, we hope to do uh, several episodes about fishing here in the spring, as it's a common and popular time to go after various species at Utah Lake. So definitely stay tuned for those, Um, but we hope you enjoy this episode. Today's guest we're with us is Pat Scouten, who if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, Pat has been on a couple of different times before to talk with us about fishing at the lake. And that's obviously what today's episode about uh, today's episode is about is targeting walleye at Utah Lake specifically. And Pat here has been fishing at Utah Lake for over 60 years. He is a great great resource for us at Utah Lake Commission, as well as for anglers alike. He's got a lot of great stuff online and is always happy to share his info. So Pat, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We appreciate making time for this. Well, I uh, appreciate the opportunity and glad to help when I can. So with today's topic being walleye, we probably ought to start with a little bit of background for anybody who, who isn't really familiar with maybe the biology about walleye, understanding you know what they are as a fish and, and what uh, they're like at Utah Lake. So give us some details there if you could. Okay, well, to a lot of people, walleye are a mystery fish that uh, people have heard about and they're kind of like snipe. They don't think they really exist, but uh, they still go after them. And most people, the first walleye that they ever catch is, is caught by accident while they're fishing for other species. But uh, walleye have been in Utah Lake since about 1952, and I've been fishing them since the early 1960s. And uh, while I know a little bit about them, and I've caught uh, my share of them, I still don't claim to know it all. And uh, uh, walleye and women are both uh, enigmas sometimes. There's always something to be learning, huh? (laughs) Right. But uh, they're well worth the effort because uh, most people that do catch them and try them in the the pan uh, find out they're one of the best eating fish available anywhere. I've heard that. And, I've heard they're pretty good eating. Yeah, they're very mild, and uh, they're not a, a not a fish that gets to be tremendous age like catfish and carp, so uh, they only live, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years at the most, so they don't really have a chance to get old and nasty and, and uh, tough and full of worms and all that kind of thing, so even the larger fish are very good eating, contrary to what some people might say. Interesting. So, do you have like a, a preferred way of uh, cooking them up yourself? Do you like them, I don't know. Do you like them fried or baked, or you know, how would you recommend somebody try them? Well, the good news is there's no wrong way to cook them. Uh, <laughs> most most uh, real walleye fans prefer to fry them. You fillet them, cut them into strips, uh, dip them in uh, uh, tempura batter or, or, or beer batter with uh, pancake mix or whatever, and uh, just fry them quickly. They cook quickly. They shouldn't overcook them. Uh, I kind of like them uh, oven broiled also with uh, garlic butter and salt, salt and pepper and, and a little bit of lemon juice. Uh, you can do them on a grill. Uh, one of the ways I've, I've done them, had a lot of success with it over the years, is what I call soup baking. Take uh, one of the cream soups, like uh, cream of potato, cream of celery, cream of onion, or a mix of them. Uh, pour them over the flays and bake them for about an hour at 350 degrees, and when they come out, they... Uh, Tastes really good. You can put it over noodles or rice, and uh, it's pretty good stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. 
now I, I'm an, I'm definitely beyond, or I should say below, a novice fisherman even. So walleye, are they more of like a predator fish? Uh, they're probably the top predators in the lake, with the exception of the northern pike, which is an invasive species. But uh, they do occupy a pretty good section of the biomass in the lake. They have a lot of good food with all of the, the baby white bass and baby uh, perch and, and uh, bluegills and all the other things that are in there. So they have a pretty good menu, and even though the lake is not a typical walleye lake, uh, which is deep and cold and clear like in the Midwest, uh, Utah Lake is anything but that. But uh, they do very well in there uh, with natural reproduction and and, uh, and in spite of the angling and everything else, they seem, seem to make a pretty good, uh, maintain a pretty good population. Awesome. And speaking of population, I know one topic uh, people are always curious to hear about is, you know, what time of year, right, to go after a species. And I'm sure some of that has to do with spawning or uh, there might be other factors too. But talk about uh, that if you would. When when are times that people are going to most uh, most likely to find wildlife they're targeting? Like you said, you know, accidentally it could happen, but if they're wanting to go after you can, wildlife. You can, catch, you can catch them any time of the year because they roam around the lake looking for food in, in uh, favorable water conditions all year. But the four times of the year that I prefer to fish are, are first of all, the pre-spawn, which usually starts around the end of February, 1st of March, as soon as the ice is out. As soon as the water temperature hits about 40 degrees, uh, the fish will go on a feed-up period, knowing that the spawn is nigh and they're not going to be feeding during the spawn. Uh, when the water hits uh, about 45 and maintains that, then they go into a full spawn, during which time they're really not actively feeding, but the younger smaller males will still strike lures and everything although it's very rare to catch the females except a lot of them are snagged illegally and, and even kept illegally but uh, uh, that's that's a time when I really don't like to fish them anymore that, that's usually nighttime fishing you're out there elbow to elbow with a lot of uh, crazy what I call happy harvesters that uh, keep everything that they catch and uh, the post spawn is, is my favorite time to fish and that's usually from about the end of April through, oh, first to middle of June until the water temperatures get above the 75, 80 degree mark. And that's when the walleye are feeding up after the spawn and they hit, they readily hit almost any kind of lure you want to throw out there if you're in the right place. Uh, the last last period of the year when it's pretty good fishing is anytime from about the first of September through, oh, maybe the end of November. That's uh, when the water is cooling off and the fish are, are knowing that uh, lean times are coming, so they're out there feeding heavily. And, and that's when a lot of the, the most and the best fish are caught during the whole year. Gotcha. That's awesome. It's very helpful, very detailed there, Pat. That's great info for anybody who's listening to make sure you know they could be going right now and, uh, and trying for something, but they have several different chances during the year. So that's, that's really cool. One thing that... Uh, modifies all of that is is water level and and uh, weather conditions and as long as the water levels are up and the water is is uh, up into the rocks and the shoreline brush and everything you'll have a lot better chance of catching fish around the shorelines and around the rocks of the harbors and everything but during real low water years then the fish tend to move out into deeper water and, and stay in, the, in a few deeper holes in the lake and, and a little harder to find and catch Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a good thing to be aware of as well, especially with the lake being as shallow as it is, right? Right. I know it's always a gamble when it comes to fishing, but what, what tackle and bait would you be recommending? 
Well, again, it's a good news, bad news situation. Uh, <laughs> we love those situations. Whatever tackle you're comfortable using will usually work to catch walleye. That's, you know, bait casting, spinning, fly fishing. Uh, I've caught walleye on all of them. But uh, most of the regulars, uh, the walleyologists, I call them. Uh, the walleyologists? <laughs> walleyologists. Uh, walleye warriors. Uh, tend to use uh, light or medium light spinning tackle with a very sensitive fast tip and uh, good quality line good quality reels with a very smooth operation and a very smooth drag and good quality line six to ten pound test and it, it really is a science when you're fishing for them because you fish mostly low and slow which is fishing right above the bottom and just moving a lure just fast enough to keep it above the rocks and you have to not only uh, wait for a little tick on the end of the rod, but you watch your line. Sometimes the line will just move a little bit to the left or twitch a little bit, and that's when you need to set the hook. Hook sets are free, and you'll catch a lot more fish if you're in tune with what's going on than if you just uh, kind of wait for one to pull the rod out of your hands because that doesn't happen. They hit very lightly most of the time. Interesting. And what? And as far as bait goes, what would you uh, recommend? Well, again, uh, walleye are caught on just about everything that people fish Utah Lake with. Uh, Bass fishermen using crankbaits and plastics catch walleye. Uh, white bass fishermen using little small tube jigs catch a lot of walleye. But again, the walleyologists tend to prefer three to four inch uh, uh, plastics uh, like the like the uh, twister tails. And there are several different colors that seem to work well throughout the year too. Uh, basic white, basic chartreuse, basic black, basic purple all will work. But a lot of them prefer the combinations, like black and chartreuse, red and chartreuse, purple and chartreuse, something with good contrast in colors and something that shows up well and stained in, in cold water. Uh, so the, the the better they can see it, the better they'll hit it. But they do have very good even night vision, and they also have a very sensitive lateral line. So lures that have a little bit of an action or a vibration are going to probably do better for you than something that doesn't. <laughs> Pat, we talked a little bit about, you know, times of year that might work really well, you know, as far as locations and other conditions that people might want to be aware of when they're trying to target walleye, what would you recommend? Well, again, ideally, if you've got a fairly high water year where the water is up around the rocks, around the harbors, and uh, in places like uh, Lincoln Beach and across the lake at the Knolls, wherever there's rocky shoreline, uh especially during the spawn, that's where you're going to find the walleyes uh, when they come in at night to spawn. So, But as far as specific places around the lake, uh, any of the harbors, uh, starting with American Fork, Linden, uh, the Utah Lake of Provo, uh, Lin- uh, Lincoln Beach, any, any place there's a harbor with rocks around the outside edge, that is going to attract walleyes, especially during the spawn. And then after the spawn, they hang around those same rocks looking for the young of the year, white bass and perch and the other stuff. So it's, it's a place both for them to spawn and, and to find food. Now, some of the other favorite places are like at the mouth of the uh, Spanish Fork River. They call that Sandy Beach. Uh, where the water comes in there, the walleye will gather uh, around the mouth of the Provo River is good. You can not you can fish up in the Provo River during uh, March and April, but you can't uh, keep any walleye that you catch. So uh, unless you want to catch and release, it's not a good idea to go up the river. Uh, that doesn't mean that some people don't go up and poach the fish, but they do. But uh, 
if you're just looking to catch them legally, all around the outside edge of the Provo Boat Harbor, uh, the rocks, fish move along there and then go up the river to spawn. So that's a pretty good area. Uh, I kind of like the area around Lincoln Beach as much as anything because there's a, a wide variety of, of rocks and shelves and, and areas where waders can go out and find find good fishing within a reasonable wading distance. Uh, all the, the wading warriors out there, when the, when the fish are really in, let you know that there's something going on. That's a good point. <laughs> Anytime you drive by any of the access points and uh, see a bunch of the anglers out there, it's like, oh, uh, I wonder if it's hot today. <laughs> Well, they usually don't show up unless the fish do. A couple of things. uh, Also, if you're a boater, uh, Bird Island has historically been one of the better walleye spots. And then uh, boaters with good electronics usually have their own list of waypoints around the lake where there are small rock piles or sunken islands or anomalies in the bottom such that they will attract and hold fish certain times of the year. So if you've got a few good waypoints, you can go from spot to spot and avoid wasting a lot of time in fishless water. It's a good point, although I'm betting most anglers aren't going to be willing to part with that information, huh? <laughs> uh, under penalty of death. Right, exactly. That is I something you've got to be like, blood, maybe you. you might get it. <laughs> I, I could tell you where it is, but it doesn't have to kill you. Right. Well, that's great. I, that's been a lot of really helpful information, Pat. Is there anything else that you would share with someone who's wanting to target walleye specifically? Well, all I can say is, like I tell a lot of people, the first and only walleye a lot of people catch are caught by accident, uh, and trying to duplicate that same set of circumstances doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to catch walleye. So if you want to catch walleye, spend some time and study and read and look at some videos online and, and try to get to go fishing with a couple of guys that know what they're doing so they can show you, first of all, the spots, second of all, the techniques and the tackle, and it, and it, uh a labor of love. It does take time to learn how to catch walleyes. It does never guarantee that you're going to catch them because there's a lot of, of really pro walleye fishermen that have been known to blank. And um, there's the old saying, you can't catch them where they ain't. And they do move <laughs> around a lot. So you have to kind of figure out where they're going to be at any given time and whether or not they'll uh, yawn and suck in one of your lures or whether they'll just uh, flip the middle fin at you and uh, uh, frustrate the heck out of you for sure and i know as you mentioned getting to know other anglers there's uh, a couple good sources one i'll mention is uh, on facebook there are several fishing groups here in utah but one particularly is the utah lake fisherman um, that is specifically people who are, have questions about or talking about their experiences fishing at utah lake so that's a good one to check out we'll make sure we have that in the link uh, but pat i know there's one that you and i talk about often which is the big fish tackle forum right do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that yeah, Big Fish Tackle uh, is a nationwide website and it has a special Utah uh, page with several different pages under under the Utah website. And just go into bigfishtackle.com and look under uh, Fishing General. And there are a lot of old-timers that spend their time on there and, and they're pretty free with the information. And anybody that asks a question is, is not put down and belittled like happens on a lot of websites. It's family-friendly and, and fisherman-friendly website and we're always happy to help people when we can and what's uh what's your handle on there so people can find you uh i'm called tube dude that's right that's right it's a good nickname if you haven't heard of tube dude you haven't fished utah lake enough yet (laughs) that's uh because i fish from a float tube and not because i'm down the tube (laughs) definitely and with uh, speaking of your uh fishing from your tubes i know you and i have talked before about those uh 
the jetties that you pointed out to me on the the Lincoln Point, just north around uh, from the Lincoln Beach Marina. And uh, our, our director and I were down there the other day touring around. We're hoping to be able to uh, work with a DWR in the county to see if we can get some uh, habitat dollars to go towards uh, improving that and allowing uh, better access to be able to launch. You know, it's going to have to be fishing vessels or, you know, the tubes like you use. It's not going to be able to be bigger boats. Um, but we're hoping that could come in the next year or so. So definitely uh, watch for that. You'll have a, a little bit more improved access for you to launch your tubes down there on Lincoln Point. Well, I was very happy to see DWR acquire uh, Lincoln Point and, and uh, hear about the plans they have for developing it. But like anything, it takes time and it does approvals and and all those things. But uh, uh, anyway, it looks like uh, good things for the future. Yeah, definitely. We're hoping in the next couple of years that there's several of these sportsmen's access that can be improved with some of those dollars that are uh, going to be available. Uh, one last question I had for you that's out of curiosity. We actually just ran the Utah Lake Winter Fish Fest, and you and I were exchanging some emails about that. It went really well. You know, we had a good amount of people sign up. We had over 400 um, photos of fish submitted into the raffle and some super cool prizes from partnering with Al Sporting Goods and also with DWR contributed some prizes for us, too. Really cool experience, but that was one thing I, as, again, as a very novice angler, um, wasn't aware of. Apparently, walleye are pretty hard to find in the wintertime. Is that right? Well, they, uh, again, they move around to find A, groceries, and B, uh, favorable water conditions. Uh, but they are all over the place, and it, it's a matter of luck as much as skill to have one come through where you're fishing and have them hit something that you're fishing with. Sure. But uh, I think nighttime fishing for walleyes uh, without lights in a tent uh, in the right place will do a lot better than just wandering out on the ice with all of the other happy harvesters stomping on the ice because the walleye are very spooky. And in that shallow four, five, six-foot water out there, a um, uh, couple of stomps on the ice, and those walleye are 200 yards away. So Interesting. It's, it's, it's a stealth approach. Sure. So that was one we had, I think it actually had the highest point value assigned to it, but I don't think anybody succeeded in catching one and submitting it. But it was like, I think each each uh, fish that you caught, the lowest point value was white bass at 15 points of fish. And you got one raffle entry for every 15 points. And I think we had walleye listed at 500 points. And unfortunately, nobody got it. <laughs> well, you might as well make it five million. It'll be about the same thing. Right, right. Same, same chance of trying to catch it. And speaking of, um, speaking of fishing challenges and tournaments and stuff, we are actually in talks. I'll put this this uh, kind of teaser out there for everybody listening, and also info for you, Pat. Uh, that we are in talks with the June Sucker Recovery Program and with DWR to actually hold another fishing challenge. In we're probably going to do it like start of September. Um, Because we want to try and avoid, if we can, if there's any algae blooms this season, there's a lot of confusion about whether you can fish or not, which we'll do another episode about that, believe me. You definitely can fish during a warning advisory, not during a closure, but closures are pretty infrequent. But during a warning, you can still fish if you want to catch it and eat it. They just recommend you clean the fish well and discard the guts, which Pat is a very experienced angler, you know, hopefully everybody's already doing that. So that being the case, we're trying to shoot for September to try and avoid it. It's a little bit less likely to have a bloom at that time. Um, but we are, we're in discussion. We're trying to see if we can do another fishing challenge this time when it's not so cold out <laughs> so that people uh, can enjoy angling down there again. And maybe who knows, walleye will be one of those uh, higher ranked points amounts again for another raffle. No, no, 
ice augers needed. Yeah, exactly. No, no ice. Although I guess this last time there were no ice augers needed either. It was definitely warm. Uh, we uh, we hope to do the Winterfest Festing in the future, but that's one of the the changes we'll probably make is run it uh, much earlier in the winter, December, even if we can, instead of running it uh, in February. Well, I, I would I would suggest doing it after like like the first of January because January is typically the most firm ice month. Now this year we had a. Uh, breakup starting early in february that's unusual usually usually it's around the first of march but uh, if you have it through the month of january you've got a pretty good chance of having ice all the time and having good safe ice for sure it's a great point as well so lots of cool things still coming as far as fishing goes pat thanks so much for coming on with us we appreciate you talking about walleyes and uh, as everyone's listening you heard his handle there on big fish tackle forum or feel free to reach out to the commission or any of those fishing facebook groups to learn how to target walleye we hope you enjoy your fishing at utah lake you've been listening to utah lake facts fiction and fun for more information and resources visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast thanks for listening 